Shut up. I'm listening to Zdenex English podcast. You're listening to Zdenex English podcast, by far the greatest English podcast on earth for English learners since sliced bread. My name is Zdenex and I'm your host. Hello listeners, you're listening to Zdenex English podcast and this episode is going to be a personal one. There's no interview this time, it's just me. It's going to be an important moment in my life actually and I want my audience to hold me accountable here. That's why I'm going to announce this here publicly. So what is happening? What's going on? Well, in this episode I'm going to put native speakerism to bed. What does putting something to bed mean? What is native speakerism? And why am I doing this? And why now? <laughs> Stay tuned to learn more. I'll try to keep this brief. And if you're listening to this, there's also an audio version on Teachers Denek YouTube channel. First things first, what is native speakerism? So I have asked my good friend ChatGPT for help and it gave me the following definition. Native speakerism refers to the discrimination or bias that is based on an individual's native language or accent, particularly in the context of language teaching and learning. It occurs when native speakers of a particular language are perceived as superior or more competent than non-native speakers solely based on their language background in the field of english language teaching for example native speakerism can be sorry can manifest as a presence for hiring native speakers native english speakers as english teachers even if non-native speakers may possess equivalent or superior language proficiency and teaching skills this bias can create inequalities and disadvantages for non-native english speakers who may face discrimination in job opportunities or be subject to unrealistic language standards right guys if you know me well if you have been a long-term listener of this podcast if you have been listening for a while or or if you have known me from my youtube channel which is by the way called teachers denek or if you have been one of the members of the achievers chamber my discord group for high level learners or if you have been following me as a teacher in any way shape or form you will know by now that this topic is extremely personal to me I have explored native speakerism on this very podcast a few times famously with Marek Kitskowiak from Poland in episode 262 I believe it was which was titled Breaking the Glass Ceiling with Marek Kitskowiak and also not a long ago in episode 429 with Mary from Armenia who has made quite a name for herself on Instagram as 
the non-native speaker. That is her Instagram handle. I also spoke about it on, on episode 35 with Gabriel of the Clark and Miller podcast. I spoke about this with Teacher Rod from Brazil a few times. I spoke about this on the Procrastination podcast in Emma's How to Teach Online series. And I did an Instagram live with Rhiannon for her non-native teacher diaries uh, series several weeks ago. In fact, I was the first teacher to feature in this series. You can still find this amongst my and Rhiannon's recent Instagram posts. As I said, my Instagram is at teachersdenek. Rhiannon's is at Rhiannon E-L-T. What's more, I sometimes talk about this topic, native speakerism, in private with my friends, colleagues, and people I know from the online world who feel um, are in the same, who I feel are in the same trenches with me. Uh, this includes some less known teachers, teachers that are in the achievers chamber. We have at least six of them there. There might be Five, I'm not sure exactly, but we have got quite a few teachers in that group. And then I've spoken about this um, in private with Emma from, um, from the, you know, you know Emma from the Procrastination Podcast again, uh, or uh, from the Pronunciation with Emma, yeah? And I was also talked about this with Luke Thompson a few times. In fact, I was hoping to be invited to Luke's English podcast again one day to talk about this because I know he would like to cover this topic in the future. We have spoken about this. And you could say I have been ranting about this since I started being more active online during the pandemic. It was the time right after I returned from London where I worked for a prestigious language school called sorry, Speak Up London, which is located right in Oxford Street. And I've been ranting about this more and more this year because, uh, not because, but before and after my relocation to Vietnam. And I have realized something. I've come to a conclusion. It has dawned on me. It's time to call it a day for this topic. There's no room for it in my life anymore. It has outstayed its welcome, and that's why I am putting it to bed. Here and now, at this very moment, some of you are like, finally. Some of you are like, why? Why is the neck? Why are you doing this? While others might be saying, what does putting something to bed even mean? Okay, let me fulfill my role as a teacher first. Uh, to put something to bed is an idiom. It is an idiomatic expression that means to resolve or conclude a matter, especially one that has been causing confusion, disagreement, or uncertainty. Again, this was a chat GPT definition if you would like to know where this comes from. So, why have I been talking about 
native speak. Excuse me. Why have I been talking about native speakerism in the first place? Well, I guess there are several reasons. Reason number one, there's going to be a number of reasons, okay? So I don't like the fact that I don't have a level playing field. I don't like the fact that teachers like me, non-native teachers, teachers who were not born in one of the English-speaking countries, do not have a level playing field. There are ads for native speakers only all over the internet. In a lot of places, native teachers are considered superior just because of their accent and passport. Qualifications, experience, teaching skills, and personality almost don't matter when it comes to recruiting in certain countries. Notably, let's be fair, here in Asia. I've always tried to be the best teacher I could possibly be to help as many people as I could. But native speakerism has been preventing me from making a real impact, from reaching more people. It's, it's also preventing me from making decent money, let's be fair. But I've been told I have to let go of this mindset. So it's not only that I've been told. I've also realized it myself. Okay, It's, it's time. It's time, really. It's time to do this. And um, it's the last time that I will ever say this, I think. It's the last time I ever speak about stuff like this, native speakerism. You know, next re the next, uh, another reason is that I don't like to be reminded that I'm inferior, that I'm worse than someone else. That's not how my sort of character is built. That's not how my personality works. I just hate that shit. Excuse me. Excuse my French. Um, and the label non-something, in this case non-native teacher, is just wrong. It has become weaponized. It has turned into something that is used against us. It perpetuates the stereotype that natives are better teacher. And you choose them if you want to have the best possible results as a, as a learner. You go for them, right? That's what's happening these days. But obviously, this is nonsense. But a lot of people don't get it. And no matter what you do, things are changing way too slowly for my liking. I don't believe that I'm a worse teacher than a native speaker. I really don't. And then there's this marketing. A lot of people use misleading slogans, headlines, and thumbnails with the speak like a native wording or even something more subtle and innocuous looking. Do you want to understand native speakers? It, these, these things can hurt too because, again, people assume that a native speaker is the only one who can teach you about pronunciation. I know these people just want to sell and they probably mean no harm. But um, And they want to get all these views, likes, and comments to boost their algorithms. I get it. But I feel like this is essentially bullying us because of that terminology, natives. Yeah? Natives. It creates division. Natives versus non-natives. It's us and them, right? And they are the superior ones. We are the inferior ones. Okay? As if we don't matter. Or we matter, but we only come second. 
we play the second fiddle, you know? Uh, what can I say? This is what's happening, you know? And uh, non-native teachers are just imposters, basically. That's, that's the idea that is being spread on the internet. And they should be worth less, and they should be paid less money, you know. And obviously, this, this leads me to the next point. Toxic, toxicity, negativity, and anger. This is all connected with all the previous points that I've mentioned here. It's how it makes people like us feel. Okay, some have accepted mediocrity. Some are okay with never being able to break the glass ceiling. Some are okay with playing the second fiddle. Some have feet firmly on the ground no ambitions no aspirations just you know i just want to do the job of a teacher and just just take my money and go home and never think about this again you know no ambition no real ambition but those that that aim high those that are ambitious and want to become one of the best teachers in the world feel bullied they actually we because I count myself as well. Yeah, I'm amongst those people. We feel anger. We feel negativity. We feel, not feel, we experience rejections when we look for jobs, when we are looking for jobs online. Because there are ads for native speakers only. Or ads that say we prefer native speakers. We feel unappreciated as a result of this especially when we get paid less than our native colleagues, even though we often have a master's degree, CELTA, and some of us even DELTA. How is this right? In what universe is this fair? It's absolutely not. Why would you spend five years, or, or why would you take uh, another, I don't know, two, three months doing, uh, or engaging in uh, a difficult exam for English teachers such as CELTA or DELTA, why would you do this without getting proper recognition? Why? You know, it, it just, this topic is just too toxic. It triggers us. It makes us feel worthless pieces of shit. I'm sorry, this is the way to describe it, really. And okay, the, then there is this um, personal thing again. I am not progressing. Now I'm talking about myself, Teachers Denek. Yeah, this is a specific case here. I'm not progressing as fast as I would like as an online teacher. I am not getting the views, the likes, and I'm not getting as many clients as I would expect, as I should expect, as I deserve. And yes, I admit. I'm getting a little bit bitter about it to the point that I started blaming everything and everyone else but myself. Yes, there is that. <laughs> it has happened, but that's what it that's what it came to because of all the things I've been talking about here. You know, this is just wrong on so many different levels. And it's eventually what I need to change as well myself now. That's my realization here. I need to adopt a positive mindset and a bit of thick skin, let's be honest. And I have to start ignoring this. I have to start ignoring this topic. 
I have to start laughing at those that try to bully me and whether they do it willingly or unwillingly, because there are a lot of people who just have no idea that they are doing this. They're just enjoying their privilege, but they just don't look behind them, really. They just, you know, they're getting a lot of success online and they don't care about everyone else. Why would they? As long as they have their money or their views and they, their success, why should they care about equality? Why should they care about equal opportunities? Why? You know? Well, I will tell you why. Because you are English teachers and it's your job to inspire those non-native speakers, those people learning English. It's your job to inspire them. It's your job to show them or to, to instill in them that they can do it. They can get to the top, no matter of the background they have, no matter where they come from. It's your job. But you see, you are being a hypocrite because you can't do it, can you? You can't do it because you are basically, on the one hand, you are uh, doing your job, you are teaching them English, but then you use this toxic language. Yeah, You create this division. You, 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 okay, if not create, you are helping to create this division, whether willingly or unwillingly. Okay? I just have to start ignoring this. I have to start also, I also have to start unfollowing people, whether it's native or non-native teachers or students who make me feel this way. I only have one life and I've been an English teacher for a long time already. And the chances are I still, I will still be a teacher in let's say five, 10 or 15 years time because I'm very passionate about it. You see, I love teaching English. I love the English language and I love helping people with it. I am not progressing as, well, as fast as I would like to in the business world. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And you know what? I have also realized that lately I have been angrier than usual. I think it's to do with the exposure to this topic in combination with its personal nature. Uh, it doesn't simply do me any good. For example, last weekend I was playing board games with my friends here in Danang, as I normally do. And um, I ended up lashing out at one of my friends who um, had made an innocuous comment, which was just banter, you know? This person wasn't trying to hurt me. She is a native speaker herself, and I barely knew her, Actually, she was one of the new members. And basically, what she did was that she pointed out that I don't know something in English despite being a teacher. She basically said, you should know everything because you are a teacher. I couldn't remember a word or, or something like that. And she, she threw it in my face as a joke. She didn't mean any harm. She, she didn't say it in a mean way. But it triggered me. You know why? Because... It reminded me of all that stuff that native speakerism represents and how it affects people like me. I basically got insulted. I snapped back at her. I snapped back at her, asking her this question. What makes you think that teachers know everything? That was my question I asked. What makes you think that we should know everything? And I was very, very serious about it. So I think I took her back a bit by that. And then I added that um, she wouldn't say a thing like that to a native speaker. 
Uh, you know, I don't think this is actually true that, you know, I don't think this is true, but at that point I was upset and I could not control myself. The point of all this is that it has been too much and I need to back off. I can't go on like this. It's simply not worth spending the rest of my productive life feeling angry, frustrated, and miserable. It's not who I want to be. I can't become a martyr like, you know, like people, people who, there are some people online who basically sort of build their online teaching persona on this. One of them is Mary. Yeah. I really respect her for that. You know, she has done an incredible job, but I can't become her. I can't be the martyr. I can't become that person. A martyr is somebody who basically sacrifices themselves for a cause, you know? Um, I can't be the champion of these people. You know, I, I know I'm followed by a number of teachers. I know there are teachers listening to this or watching this online. I know that because I'm in touch with these people. I talk to them, yeah? And uh, I just can't be your champion. I, I can't. It's it's too it's too bad for my basically uh, mental health. Yes, um, I know a lot of people in my surroundings, including some of my private students. You know, and they might be relieved. Actually, <laughs> it's ironic. I know, but that's exactly what's going to happen because I've been too angry lately, and I've been too too focused on this topic. It has been distracted me distracting me from doing other things, from doing my job, possibly even properly. It's not who I want to be as an English teacher. I I'm sorry, I can't be this person. And don't get me wrong, I feel for other teachers like me, uh, some of whom have been uh, my close friends or, or even my students. Yes, that's right, I have taught English teachers before. And I know some of you, may have liked my rants on native speakerism because you may have felt that I actually, I've spoken up for you. You know, I've been there for you. Um, and it made you possibly even connect with me on a personal level. I can't be your martyr. I can't be your champion. I don't want to be Mary or even Marek Kitskoviak. You know, I, I can't. It's It's negative energy. Okay, I admit I may not be strong enough, but you know what? I don't think it's that. I think it's just simply not worth it for me. It's just simply not worth worrying about. It's not uh, worth losing sleep over. Um, however, I would like to tell you that we are in this together and I'm here to help. I can still talk about this topic in private occasionally. I'll try not to, but if it comes to it, I will. I'll still encourage you if you ask me for help, if you are a teacher, right? I will encourage you, but I won't feature on people's podcasts to talk about native speakerism anymore. I won't react to Facebook posts um, that discriminate against non-native teachers. In fact, I will leave those groups where admins let it happen. They don't care. I will leave those groups. Like there's nothing to be gained from that. 
it only makes me miserable. I have spoken about this on, um, on Rhiannon's live. It, I wake up in the morning, I check my phone, and the first thing that pops up on my screen when I check the Facebook feed is another ad for native speakers. How does that make me feel? I, I barely wake up, and that's the first thing I see every morning. Can you imagine? Almost every single day. Yeah, so I won't be reacting to, to Facebook posts like this anymore. I'm going to leave those groups, you know? That's it. And um, I also have to ignore some people. Not ignore, but I also have to sort of unfollow the people like, like Mary. I'm, I'm afraid that's what has to happen because she, she basically talks about this in her reels. She makes posts about this. And she... She reminds me of the issue. I know she's trying to help. She definitely is. And she is being helpful to a lot of people. I know she is. But it only adds to that feeling of misery to me. You know, It only adds to that feeling of helplessness or hopelessness, whichever one you prefer. It just does. So I have to unfollow her as well. Uh, and there are some teachers that I've been following for a long time, some podcasters. And I will have to unfollow them as well because they don't realize that this is what's happening. And I know that if I tell them, they will not get it. Most of them will not get it. Some of them might, but some of them won't. So listen, this is nothing personal. This is just something I have to do to protect myself, to protect my mental health. It's it's. It's my sanity. It's what matters the most here at the end of the day, right? Or night. <laughs> Not many people talk about mental health, you know? Mental health is of the utmost importance to everyone, including us English teachers. And it's for all sorts of reasons. We are the ones who have to encourage, support, and give positive energy. It's us, the teachers. But it's hard when you have to face inequality, when you're underpaid and at risk of burning out. It's, it's hard. It's bloody tough. And for all the reasons I have just mentioned, you know, uh, hopefully there is enough context for everyone to understand now. Hopefully, you, by this point, you understand why I have to abandon this topic. I hope nobody gets offended over this or, or disappointed, but, but I honestly think it's for the best. You know, I am at this stage of my career as an English teacher that I can say honestly to you that I am confident enough in my own abilities as a teacher and I don't need, I no longer need to prove myself to anyone anymore. I might have done when I was a teacher in London, I might have done as a non-native teacher just to show everyone I can do the job well, and then I, I measure up uh, to all those native speakers. And I think I did. Yeah, 100%. So at this point, I know who I am as a teacher. And I will do my best to help and inspire English learners as I have done in the past. And uh, I will do my best yeah, to, to help you. 
the people that decide to follow me, that the people that work with me, my students, whether you're in Europe or Asia, I will do what I can. Okay, I promise this to you, because that's that's what I want to do. I don't, I don't want to be just a mediocre teacher. I just I don't want to be just another teacher who who is insignificant, who doesn't inspire, who doesn't really do anything for their students. Just you know, just follow the book and get them, grab the money and go home. No, I'm not that kind of person. I really want to make impact, you know. And I no longer need this negative energy. I don't need to put myself through this. Some of you might be saying, Zdenek, come on, don't be naive. It won't completely go away just because you have now announced it to all of us here on air. Native speakerism is here to stay. I know, but you know what? I will be making a conscious effort to avoid it. A conscious effort. And hopefully, I will help it go away for myself. I don't want, I don't know if I'm being selfish or I don't know or, or anything, but that's how I really feel. And if anyone attempts to discriminate against me, obviously, I'm pretty sure it will happen again. I won't work with these people. I won't. You know, I just won't give them a chance. If if there, if there are some people online that I come across that I see use misleading marketing or make videos that perpetuate this inequality or that use the labels non-native or native speakers, rest assured, I will unfollow you. Such content creators and English teachers, most of them probably mean no harm, but you should know better than that. You should know what on earth is happening in the world. You should know. Yeah? It's your responsibility to be knowledgeable in this. So I, I just can't. You know, I, I won't comment as I used to. I won't engage in this debate anymore. Even if, even if, even if I should probably, you could say that ex that's exactly what you should do. Because by being ignorant or by not doing anything, it's silence is agreement, right? Silence is agreeing. Well, you might have a point there, but I'm done. This is the end. Not my end, I hope. It's just the end of one chapter. You know, chapter one was or started when I got into teaching English after getting my master's degree back in 2011. And then a year and a half later, when I started Zdenek's English podcast, back then I was blissfully unaware of native speakerism. I had no idea of its existence. It was the time when I felt insecure as a teacher. It was the time when I was trying to find my feet and my teaching style. I was still learning how to teach, right? I was a novice teacher. and. <laughs> I wasn't any better as a podcaster, as the host of the next English podcast. You may remember how I used to put myself down all the time and how I belittled my own English and, frankly, the, the, the whole podcast because I felt like an imposter and I really felt like a bad copy of Luke. 
I couldn't avoid not copying Luke because he was my primary inspiration. And I kept talking about Luke and I kept making disclaimers and uh, just listen to some old episodes. I was a different person then, but I had to go through that phase. You know, it was chapter one. It's it's like when you don't know what to do, you just have to learn in some way, right? And then chapter two came along. That's when I realized a few years later that I did actually have what it takes or what it took. And I wanted to become one of the best teachers in the world suddenly. And importantly, I wanted to teach international students in Europe. That's, that was like the main realization for me. It became obvious to me that, that international students is or are the kind of people I enjoy working with the most. I like the variety. I like the different cultures they come from. I, it's, just, it's just so much more fun than just teaching people who come from the same country as you. Don't get me wrong, I still do have some Czech students, but most of my students aren't Czech. And I think it's really cool. You know, I can't imagine working at a Czech school just teaching Czech people only, like 100%. I would be missing out so much, you know, because the thing is, from these, all these international students, I can learn so much. You know, I can learn about the culture, I can become more tolerant. I can become more open-minded, and it's just, it's just so much fun. And um, then, obviously, when I decided all these things, I, I went for the CELTA and then DELTA course. DELTA is bloody hard. Just ask people who have taken this course. Ask the native speakers how they did and what it, what it meant for them and what kind of experience it was. So even though I had already had a master's degree in English teaching, I still decided to take CELTA and DELTA. Yeah. And uh, then I got my first opportunities working in London at summer camps in Wembley. And back then I, I knew, I was aware that native speakerism existed, but it didn't seem to affect me at all. And I was also lucky enough to be hired for jobs by companies that promoted equality. That includes one of the two best schools I have worked for so far, one of them being Speak Up London. Speak Up London, yeah? I still have fond memories of that place. Sadly, COVID ended that period, and I decided to go back to the Czech Republic. But I have to say, this is when I really grew as an English teacher. And not really in terms of my knowledge or teaching ability, but that confidence. I got that confidence, that proof, that evidence that I was a good teacher because I could see that students didn't prefer the native speakers over me. They were actually very happy to have me as their teacher because I was very passionate, you know. I was really helping them and I had that knowledge and experience. I could see it with my own eyes. I could see that not sounding like a native didn't matter at all. And if anything, it actually showed the students that even they can reach the highs, the highs you know. They, they can get to the top. Because if, if I can do it, anyone can. 
You know what I mean? So, and that's when I, when I came back from England, that's when chapter three started, the online journey. And it has been thorny, I will tell you that. It's been a hit and miss. More miss than hit at first. Chapter, chapter three is when native speakerism started rearing its ugly head for me. I could see it everywhere. The internet is just full of it. Uh, I, for example, I wanted to work for italki because I really needed a job. You know, I had no te no no, te no no teachers, no students. I had no students at that point. Imagine, I, all I did was I had worked for for a language school in London before, and suddenly COVID hit, and what could I do? I needed money. I you know, I wasn't getting any any benefits from the state or anything. I had just come back from London, so I wasn't qualified for that. So I had to find my own students, or I had to find a way to make money. And um, so I, I, I thought to myself, well, let's work, let's work for italki. Everybody mentions italki these days, yeah? So this popular website or popular platform where you can uh, choose your teacher and so on. So I thought, yeah, let's work for them. I wasn't able to because my first language simply isn't English. Yes, I was trying to fill out the form, the application form, to be able to work for italki. But the platform wouldn't let me because it wouldn't let me. I would have had to choose English as my first language, which would mean lying and denying my own existence. And I refused to do that. So I chose a different way. Um, by the way, speaking of italki, some people have told me that they have changed it already. They don't do this anymore. But I remembered it really well, really vividly. I remember that I was denied that opportunity because of native speakerism, basically, yes. So I decided to, to try something different. I um, enrolled on a course on, it's like, it's also like a marketing course, which was supposed to show me how I can find my own students, how I can market myself online and sell myself, sell myself, that sounds weird, <laughs> sell my services to people who need help, yeah, and uh, to make a course, possibly. So I did make a course. In fact, I made several courses. The first one was called Learn English with Board Games. It was pretty cool. It used the platform Tabletop Simulator, and I ran it once or twice, possibly three times, but it was never enough for me to, to make any significant money from it. Yeah? And then I made another course, Learn English with Role Plays. I simplified it. I made it more sort of structured. And uh, I put in a lot of effort, but same thing happened. It was always hard for me to find students. And that's when I already had a platform. That's when I already had this podcast and the YouTube channel. But the thing is, like most people, they just don't want to buy. Most people are there just to consume free content. Yeah, uh, it's just the nature of it. That's just what it is, you know. Because why wouldn't you do that if everything is free? Like, it makes to total sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, after this, I I tried um, with learn English with football. And to this day, this is something I want to keep exploring because, as you know, I love football. 
I am a massive football fan, but my main focus has to be on my clients and the people in the Achievers Chamber. And um, I also want this very podcast to keep going and the YouTube channel. I want to keep this all up. It's a lot of things, yeah? And you you have no idea. Sometimes it's just, it's just a bit too much. And you just have to find a way to make it work and um, cut some corners. Like, I don't edit as much as other people do. I don't spend hours on making my thumbnail or or descri the description of the, the episodes is not as glamorous as some people have it. Yeah? And I just cannot justify spending too much time on it unless it's profitable for me, unless I can monetize it somehow. And unfortunately, I have not come to that point. The, there used to be... Um, Obviously, on the next English podcast, we used to have patron-only episodes or patron-only content, but I never had enough patrons for me to. I never had enough patrons um, to to make it really count for me. So that's why I had to give up on that as well. Yes, um, there is more to come from me. By the way, I've made a new course called Eight Secrets on How to learn English. And this is not a course which you, uh, this is not one of those courses that you have to be present in. Instead, it's one of those courses that you just watch online. So um, I think it's about nine videos in which I give you very useful tips. If you are an upper intermediate or advanced learner of English and you feel like you are a little bit stuck with your English, this will be exactly for you. Yeah, so, so that should be coming out soon. Um, and this chapter three, this is chapter three for me, this online sort of, this online world. And I am continuing it here in Vietnam. Um, it was a decision I made for lots of reasons. Just check episode 430, or it's also on YouTube. And it's called Nine Reasons Why I Moved to Vietnam. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so if you want to know why I went for this, that's where you find the answers. So whether it's here in Vietnam long term as it looks like right now or somewhere else in the future, it's chapter three, 2.0 now. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the sort of um, period of my career that I'm entering now as a teacher. Chapter three, 2.0, or let's call it 3B. It's a chapter of my career which has no space for native speakerism. So if you have listened up to this point, I would like to thank you very much for listening. If you personally, if you personally or anyone you know might be interested in joining my group for high-level English learners where we help B2C1 and also C2-level learners with their fluency, confidence, and we help them address their fossilized errors. And frankly, it's a nice community where you also make international friends with whom you can practice speaking English. It's also a place where you can start your own event. Yeah, it's a place where I help you grow as an English learner. If you are interested in this, or if you know someone who might be, please tell them about me and get in touch with me. Teachersdenek at gmail.com is my email.
and we can make it happen. I can help you level up your English. Anyway, thanks very much for listening and special thanks to all my followers, listeners, viewers and students who believe in me. I believe in you too. Thanks for hearing me out today. This was a personal one. I had to get it off my chest. I had to make that decision and you hold me accountable for it. I'll be off now. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.